Welcome to Life with Hula, the podcast. Hi, my name is Hula, and yes, I am a former radio personality here in San Diego. Now I'm a podcaster. I actually have been doing this since May 1st. I love sharing the stories of my life, uh, especially my struggles with my weight loss, talking about my daughter who has special needs, dealing with quarantine, being at first the sole provider of this house uh, with my beautiful wife and my kids, and then all of a sudden losing my job and pretty much being on unemployment. So just a crazy life, but I, I do share it. And I also like sharing information about different things and that's what the podcast is about it's basically life through my eyes and if you're a new listener thank you so much for tuning in Uh, if you can do me a favor and hit subscribe that would be amazing Um, on Sundays I do something a little different I don't talk about myself I actually just uh, love bringing on a guest and talking about their life and today it's all about the life of a pharmaceutical sales rep and I figured why not bring on a pharmaceutical sales rep that I truly know I've known him for over 44 years now, um, basically his entire life, because he is my younger brother, and his name is Erwin Ramos. Hey, Erwin, how's it going? How you doing, Hula? I'm doing great. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for being on the show. But, um, you know, I know a lot about your job. I mean, not a lot, but I know, you know, what you do. I know you're a pharmaceutical sales rep, but I figured it would be interesting for people to learn about the industry in case that's something they want to get into or, you know, plan ahead to try to get into this industry. So we're going to start off with your life at the beginning stages. Tell us about (laughs) your bio, even though I already know it, but go ahead for the audience that's listening. Uh, You know, I was born in the Philippines, but, um, you know, obviously we worked our way here to San Diego and, um, you know, this is where everything was at. You know, I love this city and I went to college here. So I went to college at San Diego State where I graduated in business marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I graduated, I thought to myself, hey, I'm going to go into marketing research. This is my niche. This is what I want to do. Well, my first job out of college, I worked for this environmental firm and I was stuck in this office doing marketing research. And I, find, I found myself literally like, every single day just sleeping. You know, like I had my office, a door closed and I was sleeping like every single day because a lot of it had to do with just, um, you know, me calling people, interviewing them, doing some marketing research, putting in some data analysis. You were literally sleeping in your office. I was motivated in the, in the morning. I was doing my job and literally like, you know, three hours later, I, I found myself, sne- uh, you know, sleeping. And it was, um, <laughs> It was just a, not a job for me, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and I, I think for me, I, I, I found out that I was more of a people guy. You okay. know, I need to be out there in the field. I need to just be around people. I need to just to be out of the office scene. So I got myself um, uh, from there involved with um, it was singular wireless at the time. I, you know, obviously it's AT&T now, but um uh, I started my career in selling cell phones uh-huh. and um, this is when no one had cell phones, right? Oh, um, it was like early on. So like in the, almost like in the nineties. In the nineties. Uh, well, it was, you know, in the, in 1999, 2000, okay. early two thousands and selling cell phones. And, and so um, this is where I said to myself, okay, you know what? Um, maybe this is my thing because when you're selling cell phones, as you know, you're interacting with people and you're helping them decide on whether or not this is 
a thing for them, whether they should be getting a phone, maybe, maybe they should be getting a phone for their, their daughter, their son, maybe their wife. And, and so this, um, sort of, uh, was an eye opener for me because I was good at doing it. So you didn't find yourself to be like one of those, like, because I mean, no offense to salespeople, but like, I find sales, some salespeople to be a little too pushy. Like you didn't feel like you were that way with people. You know, I I think it's the approach that you take, you know, I think there, you know, I think for me is, um, you know, some people could take the approach of like a car salesman, right. Being Mm -hmm. very pushy, putting it out there. You know, for me, I, I put it on, you know, getting to know the person, you know, why are you here? There's a reason why you stepped in the door in the first place. What can I do to help you? And so I think for me is if uh, when I was able to kind of get to know that person on a personal level, um, then I re- started realizing that they, they're now trusting me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as you know, once you trust a person, then you'll believe everything that they say and then you'll be able to, you know, sell, you know, for me, at least it was cell phones during the time. And um, so I, I moved my way, you know, in the cell phone industry, you know, from being, um, you know, from a sales rep to an account manager to a manager role. And I even moved all the way to, to uh, Irvine, uh, where, you know, the headquarters was at. And, you know, throughout that time when I was working in cell phones, there was still something missing. You know, I think for me, it was sort of like that self-fulfillment feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I was selling phones and I was doing really good at it and uh, I was moving up the rankings. But for me, I, I just felt like it wasn't like self-gratifying for me. And so um, so I, I, I told myself, you know, maybe I need to venture around and see what else is, is out there. And so I had a friend who was in pharmaceutical sales approach me and say, hey, or when there's an opening here in, in Irvine, I don't know if this is something for you, but if you want to kind of take that leap of faith and take a look at it, you know, I have an opening here for you. So, you know, I took it, you know, and then, you know, you could say like it's history from there because now I've been in pharmaceutical sales now for over 15 years. So what was that first, um, like medication that you sold? What was the, what was, what type of medication was it? Yeah, so my first medication that I ever sold was a bipolar disorder medication. Okay. And um, this, um, I think what really gave me the love is because I actually have a dear friend of mine, a very close friend of mine who has bipolar disorder. And for me to understand this therapeutic uh, area or this disease and this disorder a little bit more um, and to be able to have a product that actually helped him um, I think that's what kind of got me, you know, the feeling of, wow, I'm actually helping a friend out by promoting this product. And so um, to be able to be in a field where you have this, um, you know, you know, obviously you're talking to, to providers and so forth, but to be able to know that this product is going to make a difference to someone's life, there's a different feeling to that. And so um, that's what got me stuck. Definitely is motivating. Um, you, were you in the heyday? Because I remember there was a time in phar- pharmaceutical sales reps where there was like mostly like, there was like hot pharmaceutical salespeople. <laughs> mostly women. But were you in that time frame? Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, it's funny because I still get this question even today, you know, because just because I don't have um, 
you know, a lot of like close friends that I grew up in pharmaceutical sales. So I always get this question, you know, you must be enjoying life. You, you see like all these, you know, you, you, you deal with doctors, you go out to dinners, you do, you know, you get to go golfing with them and, and, you know, all these things that, um, you know, sort of, I think these pharmaceutical movies have really, really painted a picture, you know, to, um, the society out here. And, and to be honest with you, um, when I first started, it was similar to that. What uh-huh. you were mentioning. I mean, um, I admit, I remember taking doctors out to dinner and literally it would just be only three of us to dinner, me and two doctors. And the bill was like $700. Dang! And not only that, but I used to be able to say, hey, like, before you go, doctor, what's your favorite wine? And they would choose their favorite wine, and I would also give them a bottle of wine before they left. So then you what know, would was, you say yeah. is your most extravagant, if you can say it, the most extravagant, quote-unquote, gift you've given to a doctor? <laughs> uh, again, this is back in the days, but I remember taking a doctor to uh, the Laker game and splurging <gasps> in, in their Laker suites, you know, and being able to do that. Um you know, and, and uh, yeah, so I did really extravagant things like that, you know, and, um, you know, but I know even, you know, from from some of my other counterparts, you know, some people have, you know, went as far as, um, you know, taking them to like a boat cruise, you know, and, 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 and splurging it that way, even like even as small as, hey, doctor, I'll meet you at the gas station and I'll fill up your gas for you. Oh yeah, it was um, it was definitely um, a creative and um, this is a uh, a no limits um, time back then. So you then, know, obviously we, now it's gone definitely more regulated. As a sales rep, you would go out and you basically would schmooze with doc different doctors, right, and try to get them to purchase that your particular medication. Yeah, yeah. So what I do now is 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 I'm in the role of you know, promoting a severe asthma medication, an, an injectable where uh, not only am I seeing um, private practices um, and, and different specialties, but I'm also, um, you know, going to the hospitals, I'm, I'm going to infusion centers, alternative set of cares, um, you know, I'm, I'm talking to specialty pharmacies. There's, a, there's, there's different roles in pharmaceuticals, um, but that's what I currently do now. And, and, and I think, you know, um, from an outside looking in, when you think of pharmaceuticals, you think of that pharmaceutical rep. But in all reality, pharmaceuticals can can take on the role of different types of things outside of sales, whether it's like being in field, you know, being in field access and reimbursement, being in education, being a medical liaison. There's different types of pharmaceutical roles. Mm-hmm. Um, but the typical role that I think everyone's accustomed to is that pharmaceutical rep. And so um, I think for me is, you know, what I typically do on, on, a, on a given day is, you know, before I start the day, I, 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 you know, the company kind of leaves it up to me in terms of how I want to manage my territory. So I have all of these, you know, I have a product and I have all these accounts, potential accounts that I could, um, you know, visit. So I would plan my day on what I wanted to do. And I would go out and talk to as many people as I can, whether it's talking to the doctor, whether it's talking to the pharmacy uh, director, whether it's talk, you know, talking to the hospital staff. It's, it's really a variety of things. But the ultimate goal is, and the ultimate theme is, what can I do to move my business? And so, um, 
So whether it doesn't matter who I talk to, how many people, it's that's the always the common thing. You know, over the weekend we had a discussion. I had asked you. I said, "Oh, you know, remember the time because you know you and I lived together at the time that you were hardcore into like your business before you even got married and before even I got married, and you would like sometimes bring home like buntinis and like have cakes and desserts for the doctors and stuff." But you said, well, nowadays it's a lot different. How has it changed now moving forward in 2020 as far as like before quarantine, just like how the industry changed before that? No, of course. You know, um, you know, and that's the thing is, is, you know, before we didn't have any budgets. Right. And 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 I, I felt that sometimes the industry was taking advantage of it because, you know, all we wanted to do was get five minutes of, of a provider's time or a hospital's time. But, you know, sometimes these systems or these providers would say, hey, in order for you to talk to the doctor, you got to buy some Starbucks before coming over here, you know, and mm. or you got some donuts or breakfast or, you know, what the case may be. And that's how it was before right you know since the you know since we've been very very regulated now um you know i think you know the way it's set up now is i really do believe the providers really look at us as more of a consultant and an asset because in all reality when they're practicing and seeing providers you know there's a lot of new medication and innovation that's happening in this health field and so we are the ones to kind of provide that information for them and what's new you know what's out there for patients um and so we're kind of that education for them so you know i see this um you know i see the sort of the pharmaceutical industry continuing to be you know very prosperous now until and and in the future yeah but you also have to compete against because isn't there other medications that are very similar to what you provide for the doctor? So you're competing against other pharmaceutical sales reps in order for them to purchase your particular brand of medication, correct? Yeah, you're right. You know, I, just like every industry, there's always going to be competitors. And I think that, you know, um, you know, as as you know, as I'm promoting my product, I have to think of like, okay, what are my competitors doing that I'm not doing, you know? Or they're they're thinking the same thing, you know. So there's always ways I'm, that I'm trying to find on how can I, how can I, you know, connect with the provider or the hospital better in order for them to 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 gain my business or to gain, you know, for them to to. to use my product and so yeah so there is competitors um and 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 some of these competitors are doing very different things than i would normally do to gain business i mean some of them are very um exaggerated and and um but you know um i you know i have a role and we have certain rules within my role and uh, I'll, I'll never go above and, and to, to do some of the things that some of my competitors do. So then if somebody was wanting to go into pharmaceutical sales rep, like wants to be a pharmaceutical sales rep, um, what are like, what are something that, that you would think is good for them as far as skills are concerned? Yeah, I think for me is, um, you know, the advice I would give someone is, um, you know, a, a, a few things is, is one is that, 
um, I do believe you, you have to have a general love for people, you know, not being afraid to, to meet new people, you know, truly caring about the well-being of others. I, I think you got to have that love first and foremost, um, because you're interacting with, you know, uh, many people along the way. And at ultimately, the, you know, what you're doing is helping out patients. Uh, number two, I would say is um, if you feel like you're a great problem solver, you know, like, mm. do you want to see what happens or do you make things happen? Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's one of the key things. Like, it, are you going to have, you know, is, if there's a challenge in front of you, are, gonna, are you going to use it as an opportunity or are you going to use it as a, uh, uh, an excuse? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's one of those things where, you know, I, I do believe if you're a, a great problem solver, you'll, you'll do very well. And then I think. I think last and probably um, one of the most important things is 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 how thick is your skin, because in, in this job and in any sales position, you're going to hear the answer. You're going to hear a lot of no's. You're gonna you're gonna run into a lot of obstacles. You're not, you're gonna have days where you go out in the field and you feel like, what the heck did I do? Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's it's how you react to those bad days that you know that decide, you know, what kind of person you are and, and, you know, how successful you're going to be. And so, um, you know, so, you know, I would say like those three things, I mean, if you feel like, you know, you have those three kind of attributes and characteristics, I think you'll do very, very well. in That's good advice. That's really good advice. You know, with a lot of my guests that I I bring on, COVID has changed the game. And especially with your occupation, you go and see doctors and you know clinics and pharmacies but now because of covid you physically can't see them so now is everything a zoom call what's what has covid done to change your industry yeah you know it's uh, definitely a new normal now you know and uh, you can see that the industry is making some changes in order for them to be able to deal with this pandemic and you know i'll tell you um you know, at least for me, is it's 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 tougher to create influence when you're doing everything virtual. You know, over the phone. I again, like I was in marketing research, and, and you know, I I just hate being on the phone and yep. and doing everything virtually. So this is like going back to my first job, right? So, um, you know, I, I think fortunate for me, I've been in the industry long enough to be able to have these relationships with providers and offices and hospitals where I could simply pick up the cell phone. Uh, their personal cell phone and talk to them about what I need you need from them and so forth. Um, but I will tell you, like uh, I went out in the field um, like today, for example, and I go into a hospital, they do a temperature check. They, you know, before I even walk into the door, right. I go up to the second floor to the actual office that I need to go to. And then they do another, you know, temperature right. check, you know, so it's just, you know, on and on temperature checks just to make sure that, you know, I don't, you know, you know, have any types of symptoms. But the grit, the the good thing is that my company has provided all the safety tools from the mask uh, to the hand sanitizer and everything for, in order for me, you know, to be out in the field. But to answer your question, um, you know, you could see that uh, a lot of these hospitals are now saying to us, you know what. Um, no more pharmaceutical reps, no more uh, account managers, no more uh, industry representatives um, are no longer invited right now until further notice. So, um, so that that's that that's that's challenging, you know. And so, 
what what I'm doing now is the best as I can to make those phone calls, to do virtual luncheons uh, over the computer, uh, to do what I can virtually. Um, and it's been a struggle, to be honest with you. I mean, I've been seeing some of the effects, um, you know, um, through this through my sales, um, but you know, just kind of just trying to get through it as best as I can. Are you able to like send them gifts via like, oh, I'm buying your office lunch? Yeah, I mean, when we do like, so yeah, so good question. You know, I think, I think, you know, when we, when we do virtual, uh, we, we call virtual engagements or we do virtual luncheons where, you know, it, it is lunchtime. So instead of us physically being there and providing lunch, we can still have lunch sent over there while we talk to the provider, you know, via Zoom or, you know, via computer. And, and, um, so we can still, you know, still be able to, to, to get the job done, but, uh, you know, all virtual. Yep. No, no, the COVID has definitely changed the game for a lot of people. No, I appreciate it, Erwin. This is a very um, eye-opening, especially for a lot of people who are, you know, wondering about the industry, like if they're wanting, if they're early on getting into it, or if they want to switch to become a pharmaceutical sales rep. Um, it's definitely changed from the days when you had the, you know, the hot females that were <laughs> like with their little briefcases going to the hospitals that became a thing i remember when i was in the radio business early on we kept talking about the heart, hot pharmaceutical sales reps to now like because of tightening of budgets and because of covid it's all a different situation is there anything else that you wanted to mention about the industry that you know in case people are like you know i just i didn't know about that about pharmaceutical pharmaceutical sales reps yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, you know, every day that I go out, I think one of the best stories that I had was, you know, I was in this waiting room and, you know, I had, you know, all the materials I needed to, to talk to the staff and talk to the provider. And I noticed a patient, you know, looking at me and, um, you know, she, she came up to me and said, hey, are you you know, are you the representative for this product? And I'm like, yeah, I am. She goes, um, you know, she said to me, you know what? I just want to say thank you. He goes, you know, you, your product changed my life and I am, you know, the happiest I've ever been. And to be able to, to have stories like that, um, really, you know, takes it to heart and, 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 and makes you realize that, you know, what you're doing out there makes a difference, you know, and, um, you know, for me, I hate blood. I, I, I've always imagined myself being in the medical industry, but I hate blood. If I see blood, I'm going to start to faint. Mm -hmm. I think uh, all my siblings know that. Um, I just don't like yep. all the stuff behind that. And this is like the closest thing to being in the medical industry is to, you know, to be able to, 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 go visit these and be in these hospitals and be and be in front of the doctor but not necessarily have to do all the dirty work behind that. so <laughs> it, it is it is emotionally uh, fulfilling for me it's definitely self-gratifying and obviously um you know it's been very generous for me and in my life and, and with my family so this is the part of my show where i like to wrap things up and uh, i do what's called the lightning round so basically i'm going to ask you to choose um, between one thing or another and you can just say your answer you don't have to explain it if i ask you to explain it then go for it you don't have to though <laughs> so are you ready for the lightning round all right let's do this okay would you prefer to work with nurses or doctors doctors hospitals or clinics clinics selling cell phones or prescription medicine oh you 
Would you rather have a nice-looking car or a nice-looking outfit? Uh, I like the outfit. Um, would you rather uh, sell skin medication or gas medication? Wow. Um, you know what? I'll say skin medication. Is it harder? Or have you 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 did you, you did like something well, with I, eczema? I thought right. Yeah, so I did something for ulcerative colitis. Um, <laughs> For what? So, I, I mean, technically, I should say that, but 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 you know, I figured if I do skin, then I could get all these samples and, and give it to my wife, so she loves um, you know makeup and all this stuff. For skin, so. so wait, but did you? So you you okay? What were the different pharmaceutical type drugs? The like for what ailments? So the first one was yeah. So I did bi so yeah, I did bipolar disorder. Uh huh. The second one was ADHD. Uh huh. Uh, I did ulcerative colitis. Okay. Um, I did uh, a birth control medication. Uh-huh. Uh, I did, uh, like, uh, you know, gout medication. I remember that. Uh-huh. That's right. Diabetes. Okay, okay. Uh, yep, yep. And uh, and now uh, asthma. And asthma. Okay, okay. Um, as far as gifts, do you prefer giving cookies or donuts? Oh, cookies. Would you prefer to buy somebody lunch or buy them dinner? Let's do lunch. Would you rather yourself go through a drive-thru or sit down and eat? Well, for me, I like to go drive-thru. <laughs> and last but not least, are you into wearing polo shirts or a suit and tie? Polo shirt. We're in San Diego. I, 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 I can't wear a tie. I don't think I remember ever wearing a tie for a while so polo shirts for sure perfect well thank you so much um <laughs> Irwin, for sharing your job with us no problem Hula. anytime thank you so much and thank you for tuning in to another episode of life with hula or well life with a pharmaceutical sales rep um, if you want to find me on social media or if you have any questions for Irwin, you can feel free to search Hula SD. That's H-U-L-A-S-D on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, any of those social media platforms. Again, if you are a new listener and you're listening through some sort of podcasting service, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Alexa, whatever, um, hit subscribe. I would love for you to follow this podcast. Um, other than that, I hope you had a great weekend and I will catch you on Monday morning. Thanks so much for listening to Life with Hula, the podcast. Have a great day. Bye.